Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I think in the uh, catalog of music, there's about 15 songs that talk about doctors. And this, this is probably one of my favorite. But we have fun on the radio here, live radio every Sunday evening. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter and uh, check out everything that we are doing related to health and wellness. And... Um, you know, years ago when I first broke into radio, one of the people here at iHeart had said, Joe, Rush Limbaugh has guests. You have experts. And that's what we have on the program. We have experts week after week. And tonight, Stephanie Coulter, Dr. Stephanie Coulter, a cardiologist at Texas Heart Institute, where her passion is heart disease, but also uh, heart disease in women. So, Stephanie, thank you very much for joining us all tonight. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad to be a part of this. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you. Uh, we were together, um, even though I just glanced at you at the Texas Heart Friday Institute night. Gala. And the one yeah. thing that... Uh, got me thinking to have you on was there was a video that was presented to the attendees, which you were part of, and it told the story of a young woman who had a very uh, sudden cardiac issue that was was life-threatening. And she looked so young. She had a few little kids that looked like any other mom that you could uh, run into. And yet, under the surface... She had something wrong with her heart. And, and, I, and I believe that whether it is just talking about women, which we'll dive into here, or just, you know, our own health, we have this picture that only those type of people get those kinds of problems. But it, these kinds of heart issues are amongst us. What, what's your take on that? Well, you're right. The story that was presented was a cataclysmic event in a young family's life. But that being said, those kind of events, they're pretty uncommon. Right. So there are people that have, you know, viral cardiomyopathies or what we're learning more and more over time is that they're genetically mediated um, cardiomyopathies. And those are, you know part of our genetic material and people have cataclysmic events because right. they have underlying genetic predisposition. So, you know, it all being said, non-ischemic cardiomyopathy, um, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, um, coronary anomalies, mm -hmm. there's whole brand of weird arteriopathies called 
spontaneous coronary artery dissections that are 90% female. Right. Then there's stress-induced cardiomyopathy, which we call Takasubo. These are the kind of cataclysmic events that happen in younger and middle-aged women that are, you know, get everybody's attention. Right. But the For, garden variety right. is usually, you know, age-related, risk factor-driven coronary artery disease, which is really the lion's share. But the younger population has these more cataclysmic, weird kind of things. And those weird things are kind of more common in females. Right, so. right. And we'll get to that. But at the 30,000-foot level, we're talking about heart disease. For everybody listening tonight, they should know cardiac disease, heart disease, is the number one killer. And in it the is span- by far the yes. number one killer. Yes. It kills more than... All the cancers combined. I yes. Mean, yeah. And I and I think numbers. I and I and I think if you stood outside of a a target and took a survey to say what's the number one killer, they'd say, oh, it's probably cancer. And they're like, no, it's heart disease by a mile. And uh, uh, in fact, most women that have breast cancer die of heart disease. I mean, yes. Yes. I yeah, mean that that exactly. That, they they don't realize that. But for for uh, rank and file adult. That, that we take care of uh, mm-hmm. as the number one killer. What are these diseases that everybody listening should be familiar with? Well, coronary artery disease is the underlying pathophysiology behind, you know, 90%, 80% of all the deaths due to heart disease right. worldwide. Okay, so worldwide is different because rheumatic heart disease weird kinds of infections affect people in other countries but in america let's just stick to america right heart disease that kills people is primarily preventable which is the biggest message of all right so the message really should be if i'm a young healthy woman or man Mm -hmm. i need to think about all the things i can do to prevent getting heart disease when i'm 60, 70, 80, and 90. Right. Because it takes a lag time of 10, 15, 20 years of a potent risk factor to cause your arteries to block enough to cause events like heart attacks right. and stroke. Right. Now, so, the one, we, we have two minutes in this uh, break, but we'll continue it. Um, You know, saying that is brilliant because everybody lives for today. I feel fine. Yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. But really, the 30-year-olds have to think about their health when they're 50, the 50s when they're 70. Yeah, it's super good in females because females in their 30s and in their 20s are in their childbearing years. Right. And during those childbearing years, you get a clue to the underlying metabolic and genetic risk in your female population. Right. Because they get hypertension or diabetes with pregnancy, yes. which is a harbinger of what's going to happen later in their life. Right. And, and I would say the, the, opp- the opportunities to intervene with education and awareness for everybody, it, it, it is, it is never-ending. And, and, and again, that right. is what uh, makes you and I and all of our colleagues get up in the morning, brush our hair, and go into Take care of patients, but it is that it is, it is, it is, um, and, and we, we have to be able to flip that switch where people are sitting there probably comfortable and say, what, what are these two talking about? 
right? You know, why well, do we have to do this? Like, what well, makes you take an, an absolute interest and an effort to be as healthy as possible? Because everything we do today affects how we're going to turn out later. Yes. So management of blood pressure. We can go all through yes. all the risks in our next segment. Yes. All right. Stay tuned. We are with Stephanie Coulter and... No doubt about it. She is animated tonight. We've got her on a roll. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com is our website. More heart health discussion in a minute after the break. Stay tuned. Now, specific to women, heart disease in women, how would you, and, and this is a really, a, to me, a monumental subject, but how would you encapsulate it for everybody tonight? Well, heart disease in women is mostly preventable. Uh It usually strikes women. It starts indolently in your 50s where you start beginning to have hypertension and your cholesterol goes up. You go through menopause. You gain weight. You become more sedentary. Mm-hmm. You start having early onset diabetes, you know, early adult onset diabetes, and you start laying down plaque. Right. The average age for a female to have her first heart attack is close close to 70. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it takes a while to get enough plaque in your arteries to start causing symptoms or cataclysmic events. But it's this plaque in our arteries that right. we're laying down indolently that causes kidney disease, it causes strokes, it causes cognitive impairment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Late, late onset, it causes heart failure in women. Right. And women have more heart failure now than men. Now We live a little bit longer than men, and as we get older, our arteries become stiffer, our hearts become stiffer, and there's way more way heart failure as we get older. Yeah. Now, at, I, I don't know if you caught the first segment uh, before you came on. I went on a bit of a tear where I was saying I have had it with patients coming into me. And I love them. It's not I don't have a problem with them. But the care they're getting on the backside where they will come and we have three to five, to seven, to 10 years of records where their blood sugar is clearly out of control. Abnormal. Out of control. Their Mm -hmm. blood pressure is 140 over 80, 150 Mm -hmm. over 80, and they're saying, that's that's okay Okay. for you. Let's watch it. I have have a stroke, and and I, 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 and, and, calm way. I don't let the New Yorker in me come out, but I'm saying this is not good. And so now to your point, you just said this takes 20, 30 years and it is this, this mild, just a touch, don't worry about it Mm -hmm. type attitude. Becomes a big, big problem. And you, you must see this every day. What, how how does that make you feel? Yeah, you can feel it in my voice. So I've taken to educating other doctors right. and other healthcare professionals. Last week, I was the speaker at the American Society for Gynecologic and Obstetrics, right. and I was the keynote speaker. And I went, I kind of went crazy because right. 
44% of women only see the OBGYN. Right. Only see the OBGYN as their well-woman care. And in that capacity, you're now responsible for managing the blood pressure, the glucose, the cholesterol, the thyroid, and... Their liver. Know, the Don't forget about the liver, Stephanie. The, the liver. <laughs> the liver. Yeah. So, you know, especially with fatty liver. I yep. mean, yep. clearly, all these diseases, they are all related to the main risk factors, which is are very common, and they're lifestyle-driven. So it's not like you can ignore the lifestyle mm -hmm. and just give pills. You have to associate the lifestyle interventions when you can yeah. and encourage all those behaviors. But if you have a lethal genetic disease, like familial hypercholesterolemia right. or severe hypertension, and you think you can fix the problem with lifestyle, you're only fooling yourself. It's right. going to catch up with you. The and I, I see that all the time, too. People that are trying their hardest with lifestyle, avoid, trying to avoid taking a medicine. When right, in fact, right. they need both. Yeah. Last, last, yes. Last, last point before we take a break. Do you, do you think your patients, when you have that sit down with them and you explain to them, they are sitting on top of two, three, four different risk factors, which will add all add up to this event that you're talking about, the heart attack, the stroke, sudden death, mm -hmm. heart failure. Do mm -hmm. they, do they receive that well from you when you say, look, some lifestyle, some medical therapy, et cetera. Or are they like, ah, oh, come on, you know, I'm 63. Well, what do you it, want me to do? Come, well, okay, so it comes in both flavors, which is why you have to be really emphatic. And so you have to be like a cheerleader when you're a doctor these days. Right. And I'm kind of for getting a heart scan, you know, a calcium score test. Right, right. In that 50 to 60-something-year-old patient that thinks they're doing okay, that you're worried about their smoldering risk. Right. Because as soon as they find out they've got real plaque, then it's a game change for them. They're I would agree. very much more motivated. So, I mean, it's $120 test, cash pay. Yeah. It takes 10 seconds. You get a free screen for the lung. Sometimes you even see the liver on yep. the CT scan. There's a lot of value in it. Right. So, I'm a big fan of making people, you know, sit down and look at the real risk. Right. And so I think that that helps me a lot. Yeah, exactly. When when we come back, Stephanie, uh, and I'm talking with Dr. Stephanie Coulter at Texas Heart Institute, I, I'd like to get into how symptoms in women mm -hmm. may be slightly different with men. All right. All right, everybody stay tuned. Final segment. It's, it's unbelievable how fast this hour is going. Dr. Joe Galati will be back. Don't move. We're thinking about your heart tonight. Final segment of tonight's Your Health First. We're graced tonight with Dr. Stephanie Coulter from Texas Heart Institute to reach out to her and her colleagues. Their practice website is texasheartmedical.org, texasheartmedical.org. Um, Dr. Coulter, the time is blown by here very quick tonight, and I feel like there's so much more to touch on, but... Can can you comment on the difference in symptoms that women that may have a heart problem are going to 
express or talk about or complain to somebody? How is that different? And I and I think that knowing that is key in itself. Well, I'd like to make a comment first off. Sure. Many women have similar symptoms to men, and those get ignored too. So the classic presentation for men and women is squeezing tightness in the chest or that is in the shoulder or in the jaw right. that radiates to the arm, the shoulder, or the jaw associated with a very important feeling of unwellness. Right. Maybe associated with sweatiness or diaphoresis or nausea. Mm-hmm. P- patients usually don't say it's pain. They say, no, 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 doctor, it's not pain. It's pressure or mm-hmm. squeezing. Right. And it doesn't go away. It just, nothing makes them better. And it makes them feel unwell and their heart rate's up and they feel like something bad's happening because something bad's happening. Right. So they're not, a nervous system's cranked up, they sweat, they get nauseated, and oftentimes they can't breathe. So that's a classic symptom. And that symptom should be the symptom that you should be looking for. Right. And if you have symptoms like that that don't go away, you should call 911 and take an aspirin immediately. Because one aspirin chewed up, if you're having a heart attack, can reduce your risk of dying that day by 24%. Perfect. it's big. So that's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is that if you don't have symptoms like the classic squeezing heart, but you have discomfort across your back or only in your jaw or only in your shoulder that won't go away, that's associated with elevation of your heart rate, feeling of unwellness, Mm -hmm. shortness of breath, nausea, that may also be a heart attack, and you should call 911. So you shouldn't ignore a symptom that's making you worried. And I'd much rather you have an ER visit and somebody think that maybe you just got too anxious. Right. And I'm, did you see how I'm not saying you're having a panic attack? Because right. panic attack is an exclusionary diagnosis. Right. Because, and I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like saying something else. You've got to figure out what went wrong with the patient. Right, from the get-go. From the get-go. It's yeah. not enough to say, well, it's not your heart. Well, what else could it be? Sure. So, you know, the nerve in your chest that innervates your heart is the vagus nerve. And it's that same nerve that innervates the lining of the lung, mm-hmm. the esophagus. And God, for all his wisdom, he knew that we needed to know if our hand was burning or if it mm-hmm. was freezing to retract the hand. But on the inside of the body, there's not a lot you can do right. to stop a heart attack on your own. So the, the nerves are not that well equipped to tell you what it is exactly yeah the story is everything don't you think oh no 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 it is and i and i think there was uh and and again you deal with this every day but there was a a study probably about five years ago that and and tell me if i'm i'm wrong on this women compared to men have a delay in calling 911 or getting to the oh, ER huge. by many hours. Oh, and they huge. sit, Women they don't s- want to go, they yeah. sit and worry or they look it up. I think it's generational. Right. So I think women in the olden days or women older than me, right. And I'm old. Yeah. Um I'm getting there. 
but they would sit and not think that it could be me. Right. I think that we've gotten the message out to women, old, med- medium, and even young, women are at risk of heart disease since at least 2000. Right. The educational content in the lay press has really reached women, and now they advocate much better than they used to Good. for themselves. Good. Uh- but – it's a generational change, and we're still behind. Women still wait longer. Mm-hmm. They still seek care at le- the least, you know, like if you go to a dock in the box, right? they don't have the capacity to take you to the cath lab and put in a stent. Right. So it's going to add time to the Get the therapy, care you need. Yeah. And Get it's the... going to delay the care you need. And so we take call from our hospital for acute MI, from all the outlying hospitals. And if you're not close enough in an ambulance ride, then we change the therapy that we order because you're in West Houston right. or, you know, farther out that is only 50% effective. Right. But we say 50% is better than nothing. Exactly. So we give 50% cure or 50% risk of benefiting the patient to have full blood flow and no, no, no. we transfer the 50 into the other you know we transfer everybody into town and we try to salvage what we can but no, exactly that's the truth you're right there's a big delay women are at risk more than men and we are we the physician workforce are part of the problem you know we didn't make it feel like women were at the same amount of risk and Therefore, they they sit at home longer. Yeah, that's not they do good. They sit at home longer. Yeah, and they seek care in the least specialized places. So right that's not at the worst at the worst hour of the day as as well. All right. Um, yes. In in the remaining time, I'm going to try to uh, uh, sort of rapid fire some questions here to cover as much ground. Um, is there a blood pressure difference between men and women? So do women no. have a different? No, no, no. not no, at all. Absolutely not. The target is 120 over 80 on average. And and if your blood pressure, blood pressure moves 40 points in one day, that means you're a normal human. But that means that it's really low in the morning, maybe 100. And if you're excited and you're angry or you run up a flight of stairs, it may be 140. But the average is 120 in a normal person. Right. Okay? As we age, the blood pressure goes up and your average will go up. But the average blood pressure target is 120 over 80. For men, women, diabetics, non-diabetics, everybody. Okay. So now yeah. there, there is this, this hypothetical lady, 60 years old, mm-hmm. sitting at home, and mm-hmm. uh, she has all her paperwork from her doctor. The blood pressure is, uh, I, I said it earlier, 155 over 75. What it's do you tell high. that person right now? Well, what that I'm going to tell her is watch the salt, get a blood pressure cuff, and monitor your blood pressure at home three to four times randomly during the day. If on average it's over 130, you need treatment. And treatment means a daily tablet, not a, not a tablet when you think your blood pressure is high. Right. You cannot chase your blood pressure with meds. It doesn't work. You Go. will fail. It's called the silent killer for a reason. It's right. silent. Okay. Now, on to something even bigger, which we may have to have you back. Obesity. Let's talk about childhood obesity for just a a second because the moms... It has to stop. The moms have kids. What... You know, do you ever get frustrated? to them too much. Yeah, I'm I'm frustrated. Yeah. And the reason is, is that the moms are buying the food and giving the kids the food. 
Kids don't go to the grocery store. Kids don't drive to McDonald's. Kids don't, you get it. So yeah. what you feed your children is how, how much weight they have. Right. So that's the reason why the pediatricians are now explaining to mom and child what obesity is. Exactly. And as it's you said. It's not to shame the child. No, not at all. to make the child be part of the equation. Right. And as they you. They understand that that's not acceptable food. Right. And as you said earlier, with adults, this smoldering disease that is leading to heart disease 20 years later, imagine these poor kids. If they're 15, they're going to have bad heart disease at 35 years old. All right. Exactly right. Dr. Coulter, we have to cut it here tonight. It's been such a pleasure. You really did an awesome job tonight. So we will get you back. Keep up the good work. Don't forget for everybody. No, Joe, you're doing a great job. This is huge what you're doing. I know. Because it's hard to educate the masses. I know. And it's absolutely what we need. Remember, 60% of your life expectancy is your lifestyle. It's your personal choice. 20% is what you and I do, which is medical treatment. And 20% is you got a bad gene. So... You know, what we do matters, but getting the message out to help you do what you can do in your life to be as healthy as possible is the most important thing we can do. All right, Stephanie, thanks so much. And for everybody listening, of course, we'll see you next Sunday night. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com. Have a great week. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.